Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. This is Christine Guthrie here, and I am one half of We Eat Stuff. Welcome. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating who we want to know more about. Our interview this week is with Seth Wallman, bar manager of the Eclipse restaurant inside the Moonrise Hotel. You can find him on Instagram at Between Buttons. Seth has been a requested interview by many people in the food and drink industry in St. Louis. He really knows his stuff and it shows by the sheer number of people that he has trained and who now run their own bars and drink programs in St. Louis and other cities. Thanks so much for listening. And this is Seth Wallman. Hey, Seth. Hi. Hi. What's up? Oh, just lovely Saturday afternoon at 17 degrees outside. Yes. <laughs> if we're lucky, 17 degrees. Yeah. Hanging right. out. Ooh. Keeping it real. Well, thank you yeah. for coming over. Yeah. Glad great. to be able to chat with you. Yeah. Um, what are you going to pour for us here? Uh, so this is uh, some uh, 70s beef eater mm. I was able to track down. Mm. Um, so... It's always fun finding like vintage spirits, especially ones that are still in production, because mm-hmm. um, you can actually go back and uh, try the current versions mm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the label and the tax stamp and everything, mm. it looks like this is probably a '76 to '78, mm. which is kind of fun. I also really enjoyed drinking things that were made before I was born, so <laughs> yeah. uh, there's always a big kick to that. So, cheers. Mm, cheers. Thank you cheers. so much. Cheers. Thank you. Mm. That is quite mild. Yeah, it's I gotten like it. a lot softer over the years. Mm. It's interesting. Where do you buy this oh. at? Um, I actually got it through a friend mm-hmm. who found out I bought collectible bottles mm. and was like, hey, I've got some beef heater. I know it's really old, still mm. got a tax stamp. Which hmm. I think went out in like the late 80s. Hmm. Um, he's like, I've got that and a bottle of Kahlua mm-hmm. uh, that a friend gave me when like somebody passed in the family and they knew I liked spirits. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, yeah, you know, sure. He's like, yeah, I'll trade you or you can buy it or whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, that's how I came across it. Hmm. Uh, but it was, you know, still sealed. I've dipped into it a couple of times, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty fun and I've been pretty familiar with beef eater for a while mm-hmm. just working in bars so it's like you know it's fun to see like where the citrus is where all the botanicals have kind of like tapered off to mm-hmm. um, but it's also fun to think like you know about what grain they were harvesting and pulling from like mm. uh, for that base spirit that was you know probably coming out in like 76 77 mm-hmm. when it was like mm. refined and ready for production mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. you know what's changed with terroir since then, you know, what's changed with growing methods. Mm. I mean, certainly, like, being in St. Louis, Monsanto's had a big impact on, like, the way in which grain's going to be grown. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so it's just interesting to see like all that fun different stuff that's changed over that time yeah because beef eaters you know such a standardized brand that like more than likely nothing with the recipes changed since mm-hmm. the 70s so and where is it made it's an english dried gin english okay mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. but it's definitely you know this would have been like during beef eaters definite heyday mm-hmm. okay so. cool very yeah. cool yeah, I was born in 76, so it's kind of interesting yeah. to have something that was maybe made yeah. when I was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe halfway yeah. across the world, but still. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really fun to drink history. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So does it actually cost more to get one of these? Because it would be hard to find these, right? It depends. I mean, you know, I've had uh, really good luck with finding funky cheap bottles. Like, <laughs> we were at this, like, weird junk shop by the house. Um oh called like K's Antiques and it's kind of open whenever they feel like being there mm-hmm. and you know it was a friend's birthday and I was like oh let's get him like a fun old decanter bottle mm-hmm. like picking him up like checking him out and like pick one up and it's like oh well, that's full <laughs> it's like oh well, you know stamp sealed like mm-hmm. you know how much do you want for this and it's like ah uh, 15 bucks and so you know go home with this Wait. like 60s bourbon yeah and, like make sure the cork isn't you know destroyed anything mm-hmm. uh-huh but, you know, it was just a fun bottle to share with friends. Yeah. And, you know, mm. this came out in 66. Fortunately, the decanters wow. like to make it really public on the front of them. Yeah. Mm. But, Fascinating. But, you know, it's neat to get to try. Like, you know, bourbon was probably relatively popular at the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, probably starting to go into decline. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of interesting to see where it was at. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, waffles. He'll just make sound effects. You're like, you're okay. He's begun licking the floor and furniture during the interviews. That's too funny. And I guess because we had an episode that's actually coming out, actually came, just came out, uh-huh. where uh, there's a bottle of shrub that I guess was a little carbonated and it mm-hmm. exploded over everything. <laughs> so there's like a shrub bomb in the room. So I guess he's still oh, licking up little bits that are still stuck on things. He's finding it. That's I think too so. Funny. Yeah, and uh, so yep. he's just going around licking everything. He's doing uh, his job. It's too funny. It's looking at books. Yeah. Uh, it's nice and sugary. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, oh, jeez. Yeah. Car- Waffles has an exquisite taste. Indeed. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, so Seth, tell everybody who are you? Uh, so I've been the beverage manager over at Eclipse Restaurant in the Moonrise Hotel for uh, almost seven years now. Wow. So oh. a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, you know, bartending and doing, trying to do special events and things like that for uh, quite a while and just kind of really try to stay, like, beverage-focused for, I guess, the better part of a decade now, mm-hmm. so with mm. uh, other bars I've worked at as well. Yeah. Now, so, is there a difference between a beverage manager and a bar manager? Uh, yeah, I mean, not too terribly much, just that, like, it's more of, like, a hotel term. Oh, okay, um, okay. Whereas, like, you know, you've... Uh, restaurant may have like a bar manager but mm-hmm. a hotel they generally have like food and beverage manager or mm-hmm. director you get loftier titles the mm-hmm. higher the buildings go so gotcha i see yeah. gotcha okay, okay. Nice. yeah yeah like bi- like libations manager yeah that would That's be it. great yeah. i think that might be the southern term for it i like, yeah. it. I like <laughs> it so how long have you been bartending for uh I guess it'd be 11 years now. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, and all in St. Louis? Yes. Yes. So I started when I was 24, like through the old like buddy method where like mm. a good friend of mine who uh, now lives in LA was like, oh yeah, we're opening a new bar, you know, like, uh, you know, you should definitely like apply for it. And I was mm-hmm. like, 
cool. And it's like, I definitely want to bartend. So, (laughs) you know, definitely had to like work my way up, you know, do the whole like bar backing for, I think I bar backed for a little over a year. Mm. I kind of just got the feel of things. But I mean, it ended up being like really great because you learn, you study what everybody else is doing and get to see Mm. how they pour stuff, how they interact with people, Mm. you know. Mm. Uh, It was a different time back then. Like bartending focus was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was definitely fun to get the idea of like what you're in for. And then you you start putting your own spin on it the more and more you do it. Mm -hmm. But like pretty quickly realized I really enjoyed like putting different spirits together and Mm. like trying different mixers and reading cocktail books and that kind of thing. Yeah. And where was this at? This was at Flamingo Bowl downtown when it first opened. Uh Um, So I opened that, which was fun because, I mean, even though it hadn't become like a huge thing yet, uh, Mm. they had already, you know, been like the kind of place that did like fresh juice on a daily basis, you know, like didn't buy like grapefruit juice out of a bag you know mm-hmm. that kind of mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. so even though it wasn't quite where it got a few years after that um like cocktails were still coming into focus which mm-hmm. was really neat yeah cool. so yeah and they had like a pretty fun cocktail list that wasn't just a bunch of like sugary drinks in ups glasses uh-huh. so sure. yeah yeah for cool. sure so when was it in your bartending career that you kind of started to realize oh i can put stuff together and make it taste good uh i think it was um, shortly after this guy named Roy Richardson bar trained me hmm. and like started to get the idea because you'd build cocktails and back then we didn't have like many measures mm-hmm. and like we weren't the kind of bar that used jiggers hmm. so it's it's interesting because it's like bar training back then was like learning how to do it all without measuring anything hmm. which hmm. was interesting even yeah. though hmm. there were counts for everything it hmm. was just you know this is how much you need sure. and you don't have an oxo or a jigger back there it was like Oh, that's exactly how it should taste. That's what it should look like. Mm-hmm. You build it in a glass. That's how you should feel. It should feel and look. And then when you shake it up, you know it's right. Gotcha. So okay. it was a little bit more feeling based, which mm-hmm. like we don't preach that at all anymore, which I'm fine mm-hmm. with. <laughs> but it's interesting bar training people now. It's like okay, use the measuring cup. One, two, three. There you go. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's so perfect every time. Mm-hmm. So it's really fun seeing the difference. But yeah. that's mm-hmm. kind of where I was like, oh man, you can really like put different things together and like you know pineapple juice plays with this differently and mm. you know we were still pouring midori back then but uh, mm. it was still like wow this is really neat <laughs> so i was like oh crazy new absolute flavors that are made out of tea like yes exactly it was like, that was really cool at the time yes, yes. yes yeah yeah for sure what are some of the things like flavors or ingredients that you really jazzed on these days uh we just made another batch of quince brandy at work Oh, I saw that. Um, yeah. And it's like, um, we've been hoarding like the last few ounces of last year's mm-hmm. big batch. Hmm. I've been like secretly stashed behind all of the other <laughs> bottles. Uh-huh. And it just kind of gets broken out when like somebody comes in and it's like, Quince Brandy before you go? And yeah. so like, <laughs> this time we made a really big batch and kind of mm-hmm. changed it up a little bit mm-hmm. with like what we used for our base liquor. But um, mm-hmm. it was pretty fun. And like mm-hmm. Quince is such a cool flavor. And it's one of those mm-hmm. like weird fruits that isn't just here all year now mm-hmm. it's like not popular enough to have gotten mm-hmm. the like uh grow it in every country around the world so that you can buy it at whole foods on mm-hmm. the wrong day of the year mm-hmm. so that's like interesting so where'd so, you work at after flamingo bowl after flamingo bowl i moved over to eclipse oh really um cool. and then uh i had followed a friend of mine named lucas ramsey mm-hmm. who's um i think he's over at nixta now 
I think you're right. Mm-hmm. At least was. Um, I yeah. Tra- I mean, I have keeping track of people these days. Mm-hmm. So many now to keep track of. It's amazing. Right. But Moonrise had an eclipse, or is it? It's referred to as Moonrise or Eclipse. So Eclipse is the restaurant that's inside the hotel. Okay, the Moonrise so, is the hotel. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But it's all lunar themed, so it all mm-hmm. kind of just ties together. Yeah. Yeah, and like um, a lot of interesting people have come through there. A lot of interesting. Uh, yeah. Like Tony Saputo worked there, right? Yeah, uh, Tony worked with me over at Flamingo Bowl. Oh, did too. Cool. Uh, actually, Tony came in to Flamingo Bowl one night. Gosh, this was, I think it was like my second or third year there, maybe. And this guy came in with some friends, ended up getting pretty lit. And, <laughs> and like one point, is like down on like the far lanes, like goofing off. And all of a sudden, like everybody sees this dude just take his shirt off. <laughs> and just like start acting crazy and we're all looking around going like, what in the world is going on with this dude and somebody goes up to talk to him and like comes back he puts his shirt on comes back with him and then I think if I remember right we ended up kind of all just having a good time together <laughs> and it was like dude you should definitely work here <laughs> <laughs> and like shortly after that Tony Saputo started working there and huh. it's like old news since then but <laughs> like one of my favorite people I've ever worked with in like the history of working with people yes yeah we've um, always enjoyed talking to them times when we got to talk with them oh so. yeah yeah Tony's yeah. great he's one of the best people on earth mm-hmm. so uh, but yeah he when we had an opportunity at Eclipse it was like like, you know, definitely, like, please come over here. Like, we'd love to have you. Yeah. And, like, me and him ran that program together for a few years. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. But, yeah, Tyler Boblitz used to work there with us. Oh. Uh, Matthias, who works over at Pinup, uh, is one of the managers, mm-hmm. used to work with us. Uh, Christopher uh, Sanders worked there, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he came through there for about a season or two. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. At one point, it kind of felt like we were kind of a feeder for like mm. all the other bars sure, and yeah. restaurants in town. Kind of like a mark was for a lot of chefs in the area. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it was like you kind of learned a lot of tools of the trade mm. and then like moved on to other places and got an opportunity to put your own particular spin mm. on it. Um, but it's always been kind of fun that way. Mm-hmm. Seen a lot of cool young talent come through. Mm. So yeah. getting to work with a lot of cool people with different ideas. and mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. I feel like because you're a hotel bar sometimes people maybe overlook you for food and drink yeah i think you guys are great though yeah, i mean definitely we lots of creative stuff coming out yeah we have like the difficulty with that to some degree but like we also have you know the backing and like you know the owner is really free with what we do and like, mm-hmm. really allows us to like run the program the way we want to mm-hmm. and it's like really supportive so it's really neat that like We've always been able to try any wild ideas we want to. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it's like, you know, if you want to make, you know, quince brandy and, you know, turn that into a cocktail and run with it, like, go for it. Mm-hmm. We were making our own ginger beer for a while uh. until it just wasn't sustainable because of how much we were going through. Mm. Um, but, like, we've always been able to do, like, really fun projects over the years and, like, always been really supported in it. So, cool. Very yeah, cool. it's always neat. And, of course, Charlie Martin was working there as well. Yeah, yeah. Me and Charlie worked together for, gosh, a while as well. Yeah. So it was always fun. That cocktail list from that era was always, like, just, like, a constant collaboration mm-hmm. between the two of us. Mm-hmm. So yes. always, like, working on different syrups or different projects. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always fun to have, like, a sounding board that you kind of, like, filter ideas through. Yeah. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, now I'm going to ask about place around town, that sort of thing. So whenever yeah. you go out, either by yourself or with your family, are there any um, dishes or meals or beers or cocktails you've had that you think people ought to know about? Uh, yeah, there's this one, uh, this has been like probably, I forget exactly how it happened, but somehow me and my wife ended up at Vista. Uh, like I think we went into... Pasteria and forgot that we don't go out on Friday nights. Um, and like Pasteria is great, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. But like, try walking in there on a Friday night, yeah. not realizing what's going on. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh shit! You know, like, it's gonna be an hour and a half, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's just we're gonna die. Yeah. Like, no like yeah. so, it's like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, you know, we haven't been to Vista in forever. Mm-hmm. Like, let's do that. It's by the house. Like, mm-hmm. you know. And so we got there, uh, they had a spot for us, it worked out perfect, and it was like, you know, like, I'm not really feeling ramen though, are you? And she's like, no. So we were just like, let's just order all the small plates. Yeah, they're great small plates. Yeah, so, but there's these, uh, uh, fried chicken Korean sliders. Yeah, those are awesome. Those fish sauce pickles. Oh, yeah, yeah, love that. And like, uh, that's been like my, like, craving for... Like, any time we have a date night, it's like, mm-hmm. do you want to go get sliders? <laughs> and, like, you know, they're always putting fun other small things on the menu. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. like, there's, I forget what we got last time, but some friends of ours that moved here from L.A. wanted to go to Miracle Bar, and it was like, mm. oh, you guys haven't been to a Miracle Bar before? And I was like, cool, let's go to Miracle, and I was like, then let's go get some food. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up there, and it was like, try these sliders. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, <laughs> setting off a time bomb. Like, <laughs> so they were just like... Holy shit, you know, so yeah. they're like addicted at this point as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always been a favorite. Um, we go to Comic Coffee for the pastries on oh, a pretty yeah. standard basis. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you go on the weekends, they have this, uh, it's like a cross between a muffin and a Yorkshire pudding. Mm. And mm. it's called the Rebel Within. Mm. And, like, Hmm. the first time I saw it, I was like, that's a really lofty, weird name for, like, a muffin. (laughs) And, like, we kind of gotten to know some of the guys that work there. And they're just like, just do it. Like, tell me what you think when you open it up. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Mm all right. You know, like, I'm game, you know. Mm -hmm. So, like, cut this thing open. Mm -hmm. And it's this savory herbed dough Mm -hmm. with a soft-cooked egg inside. Wow. So like you cut this thing open and there's like a jammy egg inside just oh, waiting nice, for you. Nice. And then you just like end up mopping it up with the muffin it was hidden inside. Wow. And it's That's like cool. the best mm-hmm. treat ever. Um, mm, that does sound tasty. But like my kid's addicted to the pan of chocolate there. Mm. And it's really adorable to hear a five-year-old go up to the counter and be like, pan of chocolate, please. <laughs> Merci. Like, we're very classic. <laughs> my kid knows how to say pan of chocolate and macaron. So. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Teach them early. Yeah. yeah. So uh, she's pretty addicted to that. And then their croissants are like lights out. It's mm. like mm. Uh, my brother's a baker. Mm. And like we talk a lot about like different you know bakeries and pastry shops and stuff and it's always about like taking stuff just a little bit farther in the mm-hmm. bake mm. and you get these like really awesome outsides but like mm. the insides develop a little bit further and mm. like their croissants are like magic for that mm. everybody thinks they're burnt until mm-hmm. you open one up and it's like oh no that's heaven mm. so, cool yeah i think that's those are two of like our current like addiction yeah mm-hmm. very yeah. cool what about drink wise 
Drink-wise? Yeah, uh, beer, cocktails, both. Yeah, so lately, um, like, cocktail-wise, like, still kind of addicted to daiquiris. Um, mm. I've not really gotten off that train, but... Yeah. A lot uh, of people have said that lately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of maybe... Now we're doing the tiki's. Maybe now daiquiri is the new hot thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like the tiki thing seems like it's kind of starting to taper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it might just be like people are tired of putting like twelve things in a drink. <laughs> um, uh, but I mean, they're they're still really fun. But like, we've been getting a lot more calls for like you know bourbon and stuff like that again, mm-hmm. um, or like stirred drinks a lot, which is nice to see that kind of come back. Maybe mm-hmm. the simplicity is like a little mm-hmm. bit more of a drawback. Um, but you know, Nick D's been moonlighting with us and we're both big rum people. So, uh, like we, every time we work together, it's just like, oh, have you had this? Like, oh man, that's incredible. Like what's this going on? So it's like always bouncing like different rums around and it's like get reinvigorated about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's been really fun. We went to parlor not that long ago and that was pretty neat. Oh yeah. Mm, We need Uh, to get there. We have not been there yet. Yeah, it's fun. Like, it's a really... Oh, you were there, right? I was there. That's right. But I didn't have any food or drink there. Mm. But it's cool space. I haven't eaten there. It's real cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did a really nice job putting it together. Uh-huh. I think it's a great addition to the neighborhood. It's a really neat addition. And it's fun because, like, you know, we went and met some friends down there. And um, it was like, you know, oh, you know, like, there's a cool new IPA on tap. So, like, let's mm. have that. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I've been seeing a lot more of those, like, New England-style IPAs, which... I don't have, like, a strong opinion on them. I just like <laughs> IPAs a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of fun. They're a little bit heftier. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, they've got, like, a hurricane on the menu that's, mm. like, actually, like, a legit hurricane. Mm. It was, like, you know, it's just kind of fun to, like, vacillate back and forth and just, like, a fun dive bar atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I think stuff like that's just been really on my radar. It's mm-hmm. just, like, you know, beer, good rum, and then, like, a nice cocktail with, like, too much citrus in it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, like... We always joke about, like, if we think it's just right, like, me and Charlie would, like, be building cocktails. Like, when we think it's just right, if you drop the citrus by, like, a quarter ounce, like, it's right where it needs to be. Mm. <laughs> it's just, like, real bad citrus addictions. Yeah. So, <laughs> sure. Sure. But, uh, yeah, that and, like, anything with mezcal and sherry is always, like, oh. Mm. Uh, like, oh, mezcal and sherry, like, I'll yeah. have that. Together? So, mm. Oh, yeah. Really? Mm. Yeah. Like, tequila and sherry I don't sherry think I've seen are, that. Like, Super hmm. good buddies. Interesting. I did They're not know like that. kind of like a hand in hand. Like um, Mezcal and Punta Mez are always like okay. super that, sure. friendly flavors. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and like Mezcal and Cherry is very complimentary. Interesting. So mm. all those sweet tones kind of play together with like the mm. earthy smoky. Okay. So, Interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. yeah. So anytime somebody's messing with those two things, it's fun to see like what their outlook is. Uh-huh. That probably almost has like a flavor profile like a blood and sand or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely like the pediness of a scotch kind of. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. It's like fun, like nutty, uh, round underpinnings. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Okay, I'm going to throw random questions at you. <laughs> you, yeah, can, you can skip any if you like. Oh, <laughs> um, okay, so Seth, uh, what did you want to be when you were a kid? <clears throat> Whew. Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, An adult? Yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> I was not a super goofy kid. I was mm-hmm. always pretty... I really liked music. And, like, I knew I wanted to do something with music when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, what did and, you like, play? Uh, I played guitar. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I went into the most obvious choice of uh, mm-hmm. musical instruments. Uh-huh. Um, but grew up when, like, 
shoegazy stuff was still really fun and available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, my first albums I bought were like really slow shoegazy albums, and it mm-hmm. was like, oh, I really identify with this, and it was like, yeah, you're a depressed thirteen year old. Of course you identify <laughs> with this. And it's like this sounds great. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. It's like, and ended up like following through with it to some degree, but like I have two brothers that like got into music. Everybody in my family plays a musical instrument, so it clearly mm-hmm. had something going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for my parents, so it didn't come from the top down, it just kind of mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we always had, like, house shows and, like, played in different bands and nice. stuff like that. So two of my brothers carried through with it a lot farther and still do that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. I like it. Do you play it all still? Uh, very little. Yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, my friend Randy has, like, a little space in his basement Mm -hmm. and basically like whenever his wife goes to bed like while upstairs on the second floor Mm -hmm. on the other side of the house Mm -hmm. we make a bunch of terrible noise (laughs) with like whoever is kind of coming through he always has like skateboarder friends kind of filtering through his house Uh uh, on tour and so kind of just jam with whoever's there cool so way to be yeah it's kind of a fun like goofy thing that happens but there's like every instrument in every level of condition in mm-hmm. the basement. So, Neat. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, yeah. so, well, I guess then the guitar playing might be sort of an answer to my next question. Maybe there's more. Huh? Do you have any um, interests or hobbies about yourself that no one would ever suspect? Uh, me and my wife are really into gardening. Yeah? Ooh, cool. uh, we She has the green thumb and is, like, much more talented at it than I am. Mm-hmm. But, like, the two things we really do is that, like, Basically, we have an agreement that, like, uh, I help pick the stuff out and I build the raised beds and, mm-hmm. like, she makes sure it all stays alive and happy. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, in return, like, cook it all for her. Cool. So, uh, we have, like, five raised beds at this point. They're, like, wow. six foot by three foot. Wow. wow. And uh, the challenge every year is to not overfill them. Yeah. Mm. Other than that, uh, I've been buying or collecting records since I was 16. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's kind of like our whole living room is like records at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like a couch, uh, two giant bookshelves full of records and then like a record player. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. and we have like a thing for like modern furniture, mm-hmm. like fifties modern. So mm-hmm. we kind of collect that stuff as we find it. If we nice. can afford it. So yeah. we've got some like knockoff Eames, like lounger and like we were able to find like a siesta chair a few years ago. That mm-hmm. was kind of neat. But yeah, uh, they're like pretty domestic hobbies, but uh, <laughs> like we're both the indoor kids, so yeah, yeah, that's that's our thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Have you always been sort of a quiet, low key type of person? Yeah. Were you wild hair as a kid? Uh, you know what? Um, I'm not. Yeah, a pretty low key person. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to think there's some outgoing moments in my life, but uh, it's you know I think that's what always really worked for me with bartending is like. You know, you get behind the bar and, like, all of a sudden you can chat with everybody and it's a lot of fun and mm-hmm. you're, like, hosting and you get to know different people. But, like, outside of that, I am, like, I, I'm really guilty of walking around looking aloof mm-hmm. and uh, just being in my own world. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely guilty of being a quiet kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's okay. So, yeah. That's all right. Cool. So, when you think of the word successful, who comes to mind for you? Oh, gosh. Uh, 
I know, this is very open-ended. So. No, no, it's like one of those things where I feel like I should respond faster, so it's like a, like a, without thinking about it too much. I don't know, I guess like, I, th I have some friends that I think of, because like, I, I have like my own thoughts on success, and mm -hmm. it's like, if you're following what you want to do, and like you're making it work, and it's functioning for you, and you don't have to do something else on the side, like that to me is successful. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I think back to like, uh, I have a friend named Danielle, who's an artist, and she's working in government now, which is crazy. But uh, mm. you know, she was like kind of hanging out one night, kind of bummed on how things were going with her life. And mm -hmm. it was like, well, like, you know, you don't teach, you don't do anything else. You have like this really great studio with an apartment on it over downtown, and you make art for a living. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing you do, right? And she's like, yeah. I was like you don't have any side jobs anymore? And she's like, no, I don't have to bartend anymore. I don't teach art class anymore. Mm. Like, I just make art for a living. And mm. I was like, that's, that's about as successful as, like, yeah. you can hope for. Don't get me wrong, we can all, like, do better money-wise or mm -hmm. whatever your goals are with it, but it's like, you live a whole year, all you do is make art and live in your own head. Like, that's pretty special. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, so, like, I think that's kind of been my framework for what success is. Mm. It's like, if you're able to follow your passions and make it work and, like, you got a living in this world and like do all the fun things that come with it like that's that's my dream boat right there yeah <laughs> so you know uh, the fact that I've been able to like bartend and work with like really cool people and do all sorts of neat things because of bartending mm -hmm. like that's always been like a successful thing for me mm -hmm. you know it's like uh, I don't have like a regular job that I don't want to go to mm -hmm. you know like I get to have fun at work I mean don't get me wrong there's always like everybody deals with the same stuff and the more I grow up the more I realize like no matter what you do you deal with the same stuff mm -hmm. but like getting to like follow your passions is pretty high on the list yeah so for sure sorry for the really roundabout answer. no it's fine. no I like it what I, what I wanted to tag onto the end of that which I think is cool that now now you're here I asked that to a lot of people and several of the bartenders we've had here have said you oh really yeah uh-huh because a lot of them worked under you oh, so that's funny yeah yeah, uh, I get called dad a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the kids at work affectionately call me bar dad. Bar dad. <laughs> and uh, Tyler Boblitz one time uh, uh, told me that I was a bar grandpa. Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, he was like, well, I was like, really, that's kind of cold, man. And like had a similar reaction. <laughs> we were just like out palling around. Yeah. And it was like... No, you're bar grandpa. And I was like, how does that work? And he's like, well, you were bar dad, mm -hmm. but like, I now run a bar and I now train people how to bartend and teach them how to do the craft. So it's like, now you're bar grandpa mm -hmm. because like there are like second generations of yeah. you out there teaching based off like what I learned from you. Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, that just got really sweet. I'm sorry for being like, what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense like, though. But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of funny that like, you know, a bunch of people that like started with me at some point are now like running other places mm -hmm. or doing different things. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's really, it, it is like a warm and tender. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. for sure. Yeah. So do you, do you have plans to like try and branch off and do your own thing? Or are you pretty set with Eclipse for right now? Uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's always talks and like, uh, the person I've talked with most has been actually my older brother, mm -hmm. um, since he's moved back to St. Louis, 
He bakes over at Union Loafers in the mornings. So. Oh, oh. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen baking. him before. Uh-huh. Yeah, it kind of looks like me, but... But uh, highly tattooed. But even more tattooed yes. than I have. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just like, hair down. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's mm-hmm. like, everywhere. Yeah. He has some of the best tattoos I've ever seen. This guy named Sean out of California tattoos him, and it's like, he basically like tattoos like black and white photographs. It's crazy. Oh, wow. But, uh... Me and him have had, like, this idea for a little while now since he moved back to town about, like, finding, like, a good spot slightly off the beaten path Mm -hmm. and just, you know, do really small, simple stuff really well. Mm -hmm. You know, like, small cocktail list, but, like, in every man's place, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, where everybody can kind of come in and enjoy it and just, like, really well-made stuff and both kind of just do what we're both passionate about, which is, like, basically me, like, hospitality and beverage and his being like cooking and baking mm-hmm. so we both really cook a lot the same way mm-hmm. and have like the same kind of outlook on it so yeah. uh do you have any training in cooking oh me no neither of us formally oh right. we're both just passionate about it i was a vegetarian for a really long time mm-hmm. and uh back when i was a vegetarian uh there weren't vegetarian restaurants mm-hmm. or places with vegetarian options mm-hmm. like uh we used to, like, go to Faux Grand when I was a kid because that was, like, you could get vegetarian food there. Mm-hmm. Or, like, uh, Vietnamese and Thai restaurants were, like, usually your safe haven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the more I know about cooking, <laughs> I was really lying to myself. Uh, there was probably fish sauce and everything. Yeah. But uh, uh, I love fish sauce now, so mm-hmm. I don't feel too bad about it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, at the time, it was, like, if you wanted a really good meal, you had to learn how to cook it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my downstairs neighbor was a line cook. So he would come up and make curry and all sorts mm. of different stuff. Cool. And so I kind of learned from him and then just kind of started reading cookbooks and going from there. And then kind of really enjoyed it. And just, mm-hmm. I've always cooked. So like basically it's evolved to where like my wife grows and I cook it. So cool. I mean, it's really awesome at this point in my life where I get to like run to the backyard and grab stuff out of it yeah. mm. uh, and like do fresh herbs. And, you know, like we were just cooking Swiss chard last week because it like... It's like the frost is coming. We have to cook it before it gets ruined by the snow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just like awesome. So, nice. Like, uh, but yeah, Aaron, he learned how to bake from a place called Dozen in Nashville, which is a really cool uh, bake shop down there. Mm-hmm. But like, mm. I think he started out, I think he said he made croissants for like eight hours a day. Oh, wow. And that's all he did. And then Ooh. eventually was like allowed to make cookies. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, like, wow. it's funny to think like that was the evolution for him. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, to be fair, like, I washed dishes and, like, cleaned up messes so that I'd be allowed to, like, bartend. So, like, that seems a little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it was the kind of place where, like, you know, if the cookies weren't, like, the perfect shape and size, like, they mm-hmm. went in the bin. And wow. it was just like, wow. yeah, if they're not perfect, they go in the trash. <laughs> and, yeah. and, like, it's totally evident that that sunk in because he'll come over and bake cookies at the house. And, like, he'll apologize if, like, one of them's odd-shaped. <laughs> like, you know we call them Aaron cookies and like the kids at work even call them Aaron cookies because if he comes over and bakes off a bunch mm-hmm. like I'll take the leftovers to work to get them out of my house mm-hmm. and uh, the kids are like Did, I saw those pictures on Instagram last night are there leftovers and I'm like why well, yes there are <laughs> and it's just like they're just like super salty like 50-50 mm. like butter flour cookies cool. so anytime you use like really great butter and very little flour it usually comes out pretty great yeah so but yeah very cool i like it um 
Okay, here's a question. It's going to kind of be the opposite of the success question. Yeah. Do you have any folks in St. Louis, either bartender or who work with food, who you think we really ought to be watching in 2018? Any up-and-comers? Oh, man. I'm excited to see what Charlie's doing. Uh, now that, like, him and Morgan have kind of taken over at Olive and Oak, mm-hmm. and, like, now that he's kind of where I was on my own for the first time with a, running a program, mm-hmm. like, I'm excited to see where he runs with that. Mm-hmm. He's always had a really good head on his shoulders, and, like, his palate's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see where he goes with that. Uh, Tony Saputo's always doing stuff. He's always got, like, one hand over here, like, mm-hmm. working on something. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, like, I think everybody's got a little bit of anticipation to see what's going to happen with, like, the yellow belly thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Tim's new spot. Yeah. Nick D's one of my favorite people, and he seems to be, like, back at Publico and, like, yeah. reinvested. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, actually uh, were there for a, uh, just having dinner. The and party when Ryan Rama was there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. was, like, really jealous of that. Yeah. yeah, we didn't know what was going on. We just went there to eat, and it's like, whoa, there's some guy, a yeah. representative, you know. And, yeah. Yeah, that's that's fun, but yeah, we're very happy where he's back there because we miss going there and just you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick's awesome. Nick actually started bartending at Eclipse way back when, and then like moved on, kind of bounced around for a while, and then like like went through this weird chrysalis phase, and like Mm. (laughs) when he came back and he was bouncing around and like working at Eclipse again, we had this like really fun time working together Mm because it was like, man, like. I was like, ah, I got this idea, I kind of need, like, you know, like a tertiary flavor to kind of, like, bring it all together. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, what about these two things? And, like, it was always funny working with Nick on drinks because it was like, ah, I know I just need one more note in here. <laughs> and he's like, nah, you need three more notes in there. <laughs> really, for everybody listening, I just pulled up four fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, you need like these more things. And it was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. And then he'd like kind of build them into it. And it's like, no, you're right. It needed three more things. <laughs> this is really neat. <laughs> so like really cool stuff would happen. Yeah. So like, I'm excited to see like, if he like redoes things or like kind of brings some of his favorites back. Mm-hmm. Well, well, he seemed to seem, he seemed to be very excited about the fact he got to explore around a bit. Like come away from yeah. home, journey, not come back again. Yeah. It seems like he has now a broader perspective, but he had some totally. Ocho drinks there that were just amazing. Just incredible. Yeah. Just so smooth and so full yeah. of flavor. And yet totally used the, the, the flavor of Ocho. Particular Ocho. I can't remember which one it was. Or... I thought it was a variety of them. Okay. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Ocho is like <clears throat> that really cool brand that's like what tequila could be. Yes. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it made way, both like, of us believe that tequila is actually drinkable. Yeah. Yeah, Naomi and Beth, were, uh, when she did her interview with us, she brought by yeah. a bottle, and we still have some over there, and, like, it's like, yeah. wow, this is, you, I, I can actually drink this. This isn't, like, some nasty, evil, Jose Cuervo <laughs> shit. This is actually stuff you can sip and really savor in your mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then, like, you know, I've had the pleasure of, like, talking to people like Ryan, uh, who works for All Tomorrow, who's got, like, one of the coolest portfolios. Because, mm. uh, like, <laughs> They have four square rum as well. Oh, which really? Is like, uh, again, like same kind of outlook. Mm-hmm. They seem to have like collect that style where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like we're not interested in where like rum has come from. We're interested in where it's going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's these little like magic bottles if you can find them mm-hmm. that exist somewhere of like 
people doing that stuff in the past. So it's cool to see people doing it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's some like barrel strength, like Jamaican rum mm-hmm. from like the eighties mm-hmm. that like I've had the pleasure of drinking before. Mm-hmm. And it's just like barrel strength rum, like doesn't exist. It's not a thing, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, so like, uh, somebody doing like special barrel aging and like barrel strength stuff with rum is like, wow, that's cool to see that being done in the present or like those like mm-hmm. different cast finishes. Mm-hmm. Same with Ocho, like, we're not just going to make tequila, like, we're going to make it, like, single farm. We're going to worry about, like, what altitude it came from, yeah. and, like, determine everything from there, and it's like, yeah, there's there's nothing but, like, science going on here. Mm. It's really neat to see the experimentation mm-hmm. and, like, the documentation on the bottle, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, no, you should shop for this based on, like, what exists inside, not mm-hmm. just, like, brand loyalty or name or anything like that. Yeah. Mezcal Vago is really neat like that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, where it's like, no, 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 this is like, this is the terroir we wanted to use, this is what came from it, and like, it has this really funky, weird proof because, mm-hmm. like, this is where it tastes best. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's somebody in a lab somewhere going like, you know, 49.7 is just, that's, that's the proof we're going with. Mm-hmm. It's like... Crazy. Like the Heisenberg of uh, tequila there. Yeah. Sure. yeah <laughs> Jesse, time to cook. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah like, somebody's like really focused on it, and it's like it's really neat to see those cool like projects come to light. You mm-hmm. know? Not that like they're projects, they're you know a whole operation. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So that stuff's always really cool. For sure. But. Um. I think I just have like two questions left for you, Seth. Okay. So yeah. tell people uh, where can they find you in person and online. What are all your stats? Oh, okay. Uh, so in person, I'm at Eclipse like constantly. It's like mm-hmm. my second home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you split between the two bars, or are you mostly? I'm mostly downstairs, uh-huh. but I do work upstairs mm-hmm. to some regard. Okay. Is it open right now, or is it only open certain times of the year? It is. Okay. We have that inside portion that's open. Oh, right, right. And then the outside one closes, which is like, there's like two ceremonies that happen there once a year. One is opening it, and one's mm-hmm. tearing it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, both involve whiskey and pizza. Mm. So uh, that's always a good time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, there, and then like, I'm on like Instagram mostly. I don't use Facebook as much, and it's more of this day. But uh, I have, like, a handle called Between Buttons, mm-hmm. um, which uh, used to be my favorite Rolling Stones album. So, mm, uh, that's where okay. it comes from. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of where I exist. And, like, outside of that, I'm, like, usually just skulking around, surprising <laughs> people that I'm out and about. So I'm just, like, never anywhere at one point. So mm-hmm. I like to surprise people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, I just kind of haunt South City and, mm-hmm. and my own, like, little, like, uh, interior space in my house. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's nice having your own little bubble that you can live in. Yes, yeah, it's really nice, a, mm-hmm. uh, a, little, a little hidey hole, a little hobbit hole there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, you know, uh, we have, like, a little house in South City, and it's, like, our little sanctuary. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like, we were looking around before we got started, it's like, we've got, like, our, like, my wife collects tiny things. And so, like, we have, like, all these tiny things around the house. Interesting. Like, little, like, uh, doodads and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's, like, kind of always kind of creating our own little, like, environment. Cool. So, Very yeah. cool. Neat. Yeah. Okay. Then last question before we sign off here. Do you have any uh, asks or requests for the folks listening to us? 
Anything um. at all? <laughs> Take your time. Oh, man. Uh, I hate creating dead air. Uh, That's why we uh, can just uh, cut it out. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I worked for a radio station for um, like eight years. I was over at KDHX. Oh, really? Oh. I didn't know that. Uh, doing like, like different work with like recording bands mm-hmm. and then like did the concert calendar for a long time mm-hmm. and then like had my own radio show. So like dead air always makes me like... So, uh, I don't know. I'm just like a generally try to be a very positive person. So like, uh, I remember my father dealing with people on the phone as a kid, and like he always seemed to be able to make things work because he never got upset with anybody. Mm. He always took his time and listened, mm. and like spoke well. And I always try and remember that with everything I do in life. Uh, so I guess, if anything, you know, everybody else is just people, like everybody else. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, get to know the guy who rings out your groceries at the grocery store. And, you know, he's got a story to tell just like everybody else. So maybe just a little less, hi, how you doing? And a little more like, hey, how's it going? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, the people I know that act that way have, like, more friends than anyone can handle. <laughs> so it's, like, always trying to incorporate that into life. It's just, like, uh, getting to know people mm-hmm. for who they really are. For, for, it's a positive thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's my, my really awkwardly deep send-off. <laughs> no, no, I like it. Uh, yeah, that's great. great, yeah. So, Good send-off. Yeah. And then for, for the, well, almost the last day of the year. Perfect. Yeah, yeah like, mm-hmm. have a positive year. Like, Indeed. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Seth. This was super fun. <laughs> yeah, my thanks pleasure. a lot. Yeah. Hey, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, could you take a second to give this podcast a rating and review? Your words will help put us in front of more audiences so we can keep growing our We Eat Stuff audience. Thanks. I'd also like to encourage everyone to join our Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash we eat stuff there you can become a sponsor of this podcast and all the other work we do and be rewarded with cool stuff we appreciate your support please join us next week for another interview but in the meantime go out there and eat stuff bye